BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. 20th Century Studios presents Vacation Friends 2. Only on Hulu. Friday. Look at us. All together again. We just wanted to give you guys a real honeymoon. Shots! Shots! This Friday. He was just released from jail. Where can I get a drink around here? Back on vacation. This place is nice. It's drug lord nice. I'm sorry, drug lord nice? With more baggage. Ever since he showed up, he turned this relaxing vacation into total chaos. Who does that? Vacation Friends 2. Rated R. Streaming only on Hulu. Friday. Spadrosian throws to Sandberg and the pitch is grounded to second base. Thompson has it. Throws to first. It's over. 27 years of waiting have come to an end. The Giants have won the pennant. Brad is back from vacation. It is Thompson to Clark. And you're back right in time. For two special occasions, one yeah. that we'll talk about here in a second called Opening Day, Opening Day 2023. How many sleeps left for us? Uh, let's see. Today is Monday, so one, two, three. That's quick math right there. Three. We've got three more sleeps. And uh, <clears throat> I also, I listened to the show with you and Darren, um, and then when you said you were working from home that day, I thought, oh, uh, you know what? I am too. And so I'm very excited. Uh, you and I will be able to chat it up uh, during opening day. Giants play at uh, 10 a.m. our yes. time. Very early. We can have, um, it's around the time I eat breakfast. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I could have breakfast and some coffee and watch the game. Heck yeah. It's going to be an exciting day. It's a rare occasion for us to, because usually the Giants open up somewhere at least in the central or, or the west, and so we're not used to this morning opener here. Like, yeah. wake up, turn on the computer, get some coffee, start some work, and then blink of an eye, and oh, got to throw the Giants game on in the background. That's what it's going to be yeah. on Thursday. The sure. other occasion, and you just mentioned this to me today, I didn't even know, is International Whiskey Day. What is going on here with International Whiskey Day? I feel like that day is uh, specific for our podcast. Yeah, I just I I just happened to stumble onto that. I think it was from our 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 friends, the um uh the Giant the Cocktail. Giant Cocktail uh podcast and uh, they had posted about it and I thought, "Well, I got to look this up now. I've never heard of such a thing." I think every day. So I listen <laughs> to Margaritaville Radio quite a bit, Jimmy Buffett's station yeah. on Sirius XM. And there's a, a there's a DJ JD Spradlin who's on in the afternoons, 
and uh, and some commercial breaks, he'll come on and do the you know whatever day it is, and he always lists like five or six for each day. He goes, That's "Today amazing. is, yeah," and he'll just list them all off. Uh, so I looked up International Whiskey Day uh, was started in two thousand and nine in honor of. Not not the Michael Jackson you're thinking of. This is the Michael Jackson I'm familiar with. The uh, the British uh, beer connoisseur, Michael Jackson. Um, he was a writer for many years, did all kinds of, of fantastic books about beer, uh, and, and also was a big whiskey fan. Uh, so in 2007, he passed away from Parkinson's. So they started in 2009 uh, in honor of Michael Jackson. Um, with international whiskey day and, uh, and some proceeds from some of the things that they have around, uh, uh Europe, uh, having to do with international whiskey day, day go towards, uh, Parkinson, re- Parkinson's research. So there's kind of a, a nice little story behind the day. So in that honor is, of that, that is great knowledge. Glasses. That is yeah. great, great knowledge for one. But the thing I also got out of that is you're not familiar with the King of pop. You said the one well, you were familiar I, with. <laughs> no, I said the one you're familiar with. Oh, okay. Did I say? I don't know what okay. I said. It's no, been no. a long day. I just got back from vacation. I, I went to work, and it's been an absolute madhouse today. Yeah. So I'm I'm you. going to in, I'm going to enjoy this whiskey. I'll tell right. you that. Let, let's kick it off, though. <laughs> yeah. It is International Whiskey Day, and we'll get this out of the way, and then we'll start talking about opening day, and we have some predictions. You you created some more over-unders for us that we'll revisit at the end of the year and and see how badly we did. But um, <laughs> yeah. why don't you kick it off? What are you drinking? Yeah, so I went with not only – it's baseball-themed whiskey. Um, if you've ever seen the show Brockmire, yes. uh, his, his favorite drink is – Sazerac rye. Oh so yeah, I, yeah. So I got myself some Sazerac rye. There you go. Uh, still work. You know, I'm pretty getting kind of low working on, the bottle, on it. But working I've on it. Had it for a little while. Oh, yeah, but you know, so I busted that out. Nice big slug. That's a two ounce pour. That's yeah. uh, what they call in the whiskey world a double. A double. So yeah. So, some places in California, you'd be paying thirty bucks for that thing. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, so. Um, I have uh, my favorite thing, but also the thing that I try not to drink all that much because, you know, like you mentioned, just your bottle is kind of getting low. I don't want it to get low. Uh, Not only is it, it's not really that expensive, but it's not your, you know, it's not your $35 bottle at the grocery store is the Glenn Livet. What is it called? The reserve, the something reserve. I forget what it's called, but that, uh, you know, for a special occasion like International Whiskey Day, I feel like that's what you have to do. You have to go with the good stuff. So that's what I'm doing for uh, for today, for this show. Hundred, Yeah, 100%. And people always forget, you know, whiskey covers everything. Scotch whiskey. Uh, this is a scotch whiskey, yes. Yeah, a scotch whiskey, rye whiskey, Canadian whiskey. I mean, it, you know, it's sometimes it's spelled differently. Sometimes it's, it's without an E if it's yes. in Europe. Uh, sometimes it's with an E. Um so it, we we celebrate on an international whiskey day all whiskeys. What is the, the uh, what is the bottle that Ron Swanson from Parks and Rec drinks? That is Lagavulin, and I actually have a bottle of that. It's a very peaty scotch, and it is uh, very dreamy. If you, if you like the smoky stuff, now in Disneyland we had a. Um, 
uh, a mezcal drink at the food and wine festival in Disney California Adventure Park uh, that they do every March. They do this awesome food and wine festival. And Denise and I got this. Um, it was kind of a cherry tart mezcal uh, drink and mezcal is is uh, has a smoke finish to it. Reminds mm-hmm. me of a really good smoky whiskey. I loved it. I mean, I thought it was fantastic. She goes, mm, I can't get past the smokiness of it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's my thing in drinks. If you give me a little bit of smoke to yeah. it, oh man, I will. Uh, so I wanted to go get a second one, but you know, in Disneyland, those things are like fifteen bucks. So yeah, yeah, totally. I was like, eh, you know. <laughs> well, uh, I think that's going to be my next purchase when i get done with the the glenn livet i'm gonna go yeah. because uh of uh of ron swanson but there's so many fun bottles and labels that you've seen on television shows and stuff where they're drinking some expensive stuff and you go oh i want to try that so it's just uh, on yeah. the list uh, i have to create a list so that i can go and get something all right well, so i have i've got the eight year and it's 82 dollars a total wine Okay. So it's, yeah. And I got it as a gift. It's not yeah. something just, just, you know, I don't go and buy myself $80 bottles of whiskey. Usually that's not, <laughs> that's not in my wheelhouse. Usually I'm in the 35 to I'll go 50 like rainy, Freud. rainy day fun bucks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All <laughs> right. So what are we going to talk about? Uh, we're going to talk about opening day being just a few days away and, and giants are going to go into New York. This is, I feel like baseball, does a good job at a lot of things, but this is kind of a historical opening day in that you have a lot of interleague play games happening. And I don't hear any of this from the national media as far as, you know, Oh yeah, we've changed the schedule. You know, there's more international. I mean, there's more uh, interpromotional play and the giants opening up in Yankee stadium. It sounds like a pretty giant deal. And I don't feel like, Major League Baseball is taking advantage of that with the promotion, though, you know, they they have not been on their game uh, uh, in the last few years with the promotion of the game, especially after the World Baseball Classic, which is what Darren and I were talking about last week is, man, what an opportunity to really promote the beginning of the season because you had this fantastic tournament and it's just like ho-hum. Base opening yeah. day, opening day markets itself. I'm like, come on, guys. Yeah, there guys was a Yankees. 30 second, 30 second spot during the games that ran maybe two or three times. It talked about opening day, but the reason the whole international or not, sorry, the interleague. Uh, I'm, I've got international whiskey day on my. <laughs> uh, the whole the whole interleague, <laughs> the whole interleague thing. I think the issue with it not being such a big deal. And it is a huge deal because the, the amount of games that you're playing in your own uh, division have been cut dramatically to yep. the point where, yeah, yes, it is a very balanced schedule. You're going to play everybody and everybody's going to play everybody, but the giants may play the reds in, Oh, I don't know, may, and then the Dodgers may play them in August or September. So it's such a long season. It's really hard to have a truly uh, balanced schedule. But the problem is they're doing it at the same time that they're introducing 477 new rules. So, yeah. I mean, that's you know that's the whole problem. You've got a ton of new rules that everybody's still t- trying to digest. They've got uh, – uh, what, what is the comedian? Um, 
Maniscalco, he, he's doing a, a 30 second or a one minute commercial <laughs> spot about what, how the rules, the new rules work and everything. It's really gimmicky. They're not, I mean, they're, they're, they're needed to be maybe even like an hour long special on MLB network of, you know, with, with Manfred and maybe, maybe some other people talking about these rules, why they came about. And I mean, you want some you know, low ratings, put Manfred on the television. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. <laughs> maybe you have Sorry, a puppet, I... you have a puppet Manfred. <laughs> he helps explain the rules <laughs> with, with the with the coach from uh, MLB the show that the coach yeah. puppet how about those yeah. two guys put those two guys out there. <laughs> I feel you and I I do think like you that that is another opportunity to market to to fans and going like hey you said games are too long well guess what we listen to you yeah we're gonna we we expect games to be cut down. Uh, a minute and a half every inning. Let, we can even say it that way. 20 minutes, whatever yeah. you want to say. Two minutes an inning. We're cutting the game down. We listen to you, baseball fan, who may not be checking in as much as you did in the past. We are doing things to bring fans back and to make the current fan base happy. Hey, guess what? You remember the 1985 Cardinals and Vince Coleman stealing 130 bases and Willie McGee still in 50 and Tommy Hurst still in 30? We're, we're going to bring some of that stuff back. Eric Davis stealing 80 bases and also hitting like 30 jacks. Like we're going to bring some of that game back. How, wh- where is all of this stuff? And maybe it's happening and I'm just not seeing it, but I'm like, man, so many great opportunities to market what's going on. And I feel like they're dropping the ball. Yeah, I haven't tuned into MLB Network too much, but a lot of times, I mean, going over the rules is more on MLB Network. It's more during the highlights, you know, when somebody screws up and, and, you know, goes against one of the rules and gets dinged for it. um, That's the only time you're really hearing about it. And, and I guess they've cut it down too. I heard on the broadcast yesterday, uh, Kruk and and Kai were talking about it. Um, They've they've cut it down from, I think, two or three infractions a game with the pitch clock down to one infraction per game, and that's mm-hmm. you know only thirty days of of baseball. So maybe they'll get that down to you know a half of an infraction on average per game. Um, you know, it's it's just one of those things. I think baseball fans are are. I guess maybe they take it for granted. The baseball fans are, are just too in tuned with the sport. We know exactly what's going on at all times. Um, so we're already, I mean, I, I personally, I'm already used to these rules. That's yep. fine. Pitch clock is great. Everything's great. Uh, you guys were talking about the bigger bases and um, bringing in the uh, limit of uh, throwovers at the same yeah. time too. MLB pitched that whole thing as not the two of them trying to get more stolen bases, but, the bigger bases are safer for everybody, which was yeah. horse crap. I mean, it, that's, you know, I mean, it was about stolen bases. It's a tiny bit safer. It's yeah, not like sure. in softball <laughs> where the first base is like actually two bases so that when exactly. you run down the line, you don't even come close <laughs> to the first baseman. Uh, but yeah, the, um, you know, the whole thing with the pickoffs and limiting the pickoffs and then the stealing is definitely about stolen bases. It's it, it, at least attempts, right? I went to the game. I was I was telling Darren and, and the audience that I went to the game. The Giants like stole three bases in a matter of like two innings or something like that. And then they got thrown which out is, like the next three times. Which is awesome. Yeah. I, that's I'm all for it. But it makes someone like Bryce Johnson a possibility to add to a team where 
10 years ago, it's about getting the ball in the air and it's about home runs and it's about strikeouts. And he's a lost player on the field because the things that he does well are not involved in these three true outcomes. So that is also some of it, which is let's bring back, you know, a, a guy who we loved, but then had to hate Brett Butler. Who's Brett Butler in 2023, right? Who's, yeah. you know, who, who's running and, and who's bunting and who's dragging and who's t- trying to create excitement. I, I would love to see players like that come back. Now, some of the fans would say, well, that's not really an efficient way to play. But maybe if because of the bases, the, the speed game is back, maybe it is efficient again. Maybe we make it efficient. So I, uh, I'm i very happy to see some of those changes. I, I also I was telling Darren, I was like, did we have to bring them all in at one time? Like it was almost <laughs> yeah. like the players association was like, Hey guys, can, can we discuss this before the, the, the season starts? We want to make sure that, yeah. you know, are, are we good with this stuff? Like, can we change anything? But it, it's what it is. And uh, you know, the other thing about the, I just read this, uh, they called uh, Zadie uh, the loophole guy, you know, Z- uh, yeah. Farhan, uh, uh, Grant Brisby had a, had a nice write up about <laughs> Farhan's fantasy football uh, experience and how he's always finding the loopholes in the rules and then he just wins every yeah. league and everyone's mad at him. And the loophole might be, oh, so you're taking away our pickoffs. Well, we're just going to know what the other team's doing and we're going to pitch out. And so yeah. I didn't even think about that because the pitch out with the lack of the run game, the pitch out has almost been non-existent of late, right? We haven't seen a lot right. of pitch out. So that may come back and you got, you have to be ahead in the count to throw a pitch out. Cause you don't want to throw a pitch out when you're already behind in the count. Cause that's just another way to add runners with walks. So there's, there's more strategy that, so that that's very interesting. Uh, and, uh, and yeah, so, you know, we're, we're going to see, I think, you know, there's going to be some instinct to kind of grade what we're seeing immediately. Like, oh, the game's better or oh, the game's worse. I I would like to give it until the all-star break and go, okay, what does all this mean? How has it affected the game? Are the right teams still the good teams? Are the teams who sort of thought about this before it was all happening and, and added the right players for this? Are they being rewarded? So, that is uh, that's something that I, I just I, I'm so looking forward to. You know, we'll, we'll, we go week by week here, but you know, two months from yeah. now, what is, what is it going to look like, and how has the game been changed? But yeah, just baseball, man. Just I can't like who who runs the marketing department? I, like you know, and Darren was right too when when he said last week. You guys talked about it. You said you know what, and I hadn't thought about this point either. To be honest, it just kind of blew 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 my mind um you know introducing them all at once and and then he said well if they do it you know every year or every other year then you start looking like a wishy-washy league where you don't know what you want to do that's super reactive yeah super yeah and that's the nfl the nfl is they have a rules committee that they bring rules to like the los angeles rams this season brought to the table let's make roughing the passer reviewable so that's going to go under a vote and that could be reviewable next year because of it. So every year you're introduced to a new rule minor. I mean, I mean, small it, reviews have always been there. Now you're just adding a tiny aspect of, uh, of that review rule to it. Uh, just another, another rule that you can, 
that you can uh, review. So now with baseball, if you did that though, every two years, yeah, the, the people would say, well, why is baseball changing so much over the last 10 years? They've added five new rules that have dramatically changed the way the game is played. Um, and I think it's, you know, and, and again, too, I think it's generational. It's going to be one of those things where, and you, and you brought up Joey Gallo quite a few times too. And, and yeah, that type of hitter, I don't think the 30 home run guy, the four, the guy who can hit 30 or 40 bombs, but only hit 210, that guy's never going away. We had Steve Balboni. We had Dave King. You know, I mean, those, guys, those guys aren't going anywhere. If you can hit home runs, you're going to be, you're going to find a spot, right? Some team is going to find a spot for you somewhere. Uh, but, but the introductions of the Bryce Johnsons who I really wanted on the team last year. And, and, and I wanted him to have been given a shot last year in center field to really show what he can do. Um, but, you know, trying to steal bases last year wasn't in style, man. It wasn't Gucci. It wasn't cool. Now I don't even know if Gucci is cool. I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't buy that type of stuff, but I'm just saying maybe Gucci's cool. I don't know. So, but, but now we get to see this year, and we're going to talk about more about Bryce Johnson later on in my segment that I got for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're going to see more of the Bryce Johnsons. And I love it because whenever I play out of the park baseball, whenever I play the show, I always try to get or make the speedy guy. The speedy guy who can play defense will always have a spot on the team, uh, on my team. I, if we had, if the Giants had nine guys who hit five to 10 home runs a year, but they hit 330, you're going to score a ton of runs. And and if you can steal bases on top of that, you're going to score a ton of runs and you're going to put so much pressure on the opposing pitching staff. And I think the Giants are really going to try to take advantage of that this year. And I'm very excited about that because that's the baseball that I love. Just watching the Giants against the A's yesterday. What do they have, like eight stolen base attempts? I mean, it was insane. I was like, this is fantastic. And they're throwing the ball into center field. And and we're getting to third and we're scoring runs. And we score nine runs in the ball game. But it's only two and a half hours. So yep. we still yep. we still got what we wanted and uh, got to move on to do other things after the game was over. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed. And that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at indeed.com slash blue wire sports offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at indeed.com slash blue wire sports. That's indeed.com slash blue wire sports and support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast indeed.com slash blue wire sports terms and conditions apply need to hire you need indeed. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that it just got easier to be an NFL fan, even if you live far away. Like, maybe you like the Bears, but you're hibernating in Panthers territory. But with NFL Sunday Ticket, your out-of-market team is never more than a short distance away, specifically the distance from you to your remote control. 
NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. Uh, all right. So you want to do the predictions game that we were talking about? Yeah. Yeah, let's get into that. We did it last year. And uh, we finished about 500. I think we I think we tied. We finished about 500. This year, I've got six of them for us. Um, we've got some yes, no's, and we've got some over-unders. And I fixed the over-unders so we can't tie, right? I, I went living in Reno. I figured it out. I was like, oh, I know how to, I know how to gamble. I got to fix the over-under here. Um, so the first one, we're going to kind of go chronological um, of how the season goes. Uh, so the first one here, I want to know, this is a yes or no. Okay. Is Casey Schmidt up with the big team by May 1st. That's 28 games for the big club, 27 games in for the AAA River Cats. So May 1st, is he up with the big club? That's a a good one because... So I always remember Buster Posey's day when he came up in 2010 because it was... I think it was my birthday. So it was uh, end of May 2010. And so that is you know you're you're a couple of months into the season i'm gonna say no though the risk is vr right if vr struggles and and does not play the way they want him to play because he does have options they could send him down and it could cause them to just go you know what schmidt is tearing it up in triple a it is his time and we're moving on which would be unfortunate for VR because you, you hope right. that he would get more than three weeks of ABs or wh- whatever it would take. So I'm going to say no, but I could see it happening, you know, in the summer in, in July, obviously injuries can happen. You know, the giants are a little, you know, people go, Oh, they have all these third and first basements. It's like, yeah, you know, Wilmer, he, he's getting a little older uh davis davis is still a young guy but he's he's yeah. has never been in like an everyday role so so there's a lot of question marks there you don't have old man longoria anymore who was guaranteed at, at, at least two stints on the dl so there's question marks and then there's can vr hit and so it's like we have these guys who can come in if we need them but it's really all about if vr can hit because if he can hit i think he's playing and so what we're betting on with Schmidt is that either VR doesn't hit or he gets hurt in some way. And that makes them turn the page. So I'm going to say no, but I could see the thought process on this one. Yeah. And I, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if the giants are, are, are not fielding, not, not taking seriously, but receiving calls uh, about Schmidt, about VR, from some of the younger clubs who are, you know, trying to rebuild, trying to move their way up. Um, Cause Schmidt and VR probably not pieces of the puzzle that somebody's missing to say like, okay, this is going to push us over the edge. This is going to, uh, you know, get us where we want to be. I think Josh Jung in Texas, I think he plays third base. So a club like that isn't looking for, they've already kind of got the youth, maybe the pirates, you know, um, Maybe the Nationals, maybe teams like that are looking for, hey, we're continuing to rebuild. And we also have some older vets that we can kind of hand over uh, to you guys, Brian Reynolds. I mean, you know, things like that could happen. But I'm going to say yes, and only because 
David VR has played a couple of games at second base. Giants are a little thin at second base. So I think there could be room for VR and Schmidt. Uh, it would have to get tricky. Would there have to be an injury? Maybe. It's possible. But but if you want to see, I mean, possibly J.D. Davis at first base, if if the Lamont Wade Jr. first base experiment isn't going well. I think that the Giants, if they have the luxury of VR and Schmidt, I don't know if they can afford at this point to keep them one of them in the minors. Um, so if they're both playing very well, I think the Giants might just have to make room for them. So I said yes on that one. What so? But what about Brett the Hitman Wisely there? That's another one, but he's probably going to start in AAA. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't think he, he he's wowed, right? He's wowed in spring training, but he's not getting the press that Casey Schmidt is getting. He's right. not getting the. He's not sexy the, like Casey. He's not sexy like Casey. He's not. He's not a ticket puncher like Casey Schmidt could be because Giants a headband. Heard about him. If he wore a headband underneath his hat, I think he'd get a little bit more of the attention. It's it's possible. I mean, you look at you know you could have an all headband left side of the infield, right? You could have Crawford and you could have Schmidt. That's that, that's a pretty good combo. Um, so the next one is now we're at the All Star break. Yes or no? At the All Star break, are the Giants in second or first place in the National League West? Ooh. So they would have to play above their heads a little bit. And we would also have to hope San Diego or the Dodgers plays a little bit below and hope that Arizona doesn't sneak up on everyone. Cause that's the team that I'm a little worried about when it comes yeah. to the placement in the wild card race is, is Arizona better than we realize because of their young talent. I'm still going to say, the Giants will be a little bit better than Arizona, so I'm just wondering if San Diego... I'm going to say, by the All-Star break, yes. And that might be a, a foolish prediction, but I just think they're going to compete very early on. Now, will they be able to sustain? You remember last year, they started out hot out of the gate, and they were really competing, and then they kind of fell off. I sort of feel like the same way they're going to start off really solid. And if they fall off, they fall off and, you know, a little bit closer to that 500 mean there. I'm going to say yes, that they're in the mix. Okay. I, and, and just so you know, too, before you lock in your answer, uh, the Giants play the Dodgers, the Padres, and the Diamondbacks only 19 times in the first half of the season because of that balanced schedule, right? So they only play them 19 times. And what are, what are we usually at? We're, we're pretty much past 81 games at the All-Star break, right? I think that's the usual, just, just a, a touch past 81 games. Um, so 19 of the 81 games, say, are against those three teams. Does that sway you at all? No, because then if I think about it, then I'm gonna like, <laughs> like, oh well, too much math. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just gonna say flat out, I'm, I'm, I'm good on my guess. Okay, so you said yes. I'm going with no, and, and but with the caveat that they are in a wild card spot 
at the all-star break. They're playing great baseball, but the Dodgers and Padres are, are playing better. outlandish baseball. So, so that's what I think the Giants are going to be in third, but I think they're going to have a playoff spot, you know, in, in their, in their sights at that point of the all-star break. You know, the reason I don't think the Dodgers are going to be running away with it early on is, and, and this could all change because they may find out what they need come the trade deadline and, and go and get it. And I would be so afraid if that person was Otani, but yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, they, I don't think honestly, I'm not sure any team from the way Artie Moreno has spoken the last week. I don't think any team has the prospects to get Otani away for a half of a season from the angels. I really don't. I, I mean, I was thinking about it yesterday as I was looking at some of his quotes and, I think he wants to try to lock him up this year and he wants him to stay in Anaheim as long as possible to get those people in the seats and to show Otani that, you know, this, this place loves you. Maybe the last two months of the season, maybe they get into the playoffs this year. Probably not because they're the angels, but (laughs) maybe they get into the playoffs this year and Otani sees this is playoff atmosphere in Los Angeles in, in Anaheim. Cause in Anaheim, we've seen it, right? We've seen it in the past. That stadium can fill up and it can get crazy. It can get very exciting. Um, People want to come watch the angels. They stay there. They can go to Disneyland on the next, you know, the next day, the off day or whatever. They want to come see a couple of playoff games. Um, I don't think anybody's got the prospects to 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 pull him away. Is he married? You know, I don't know. I'm not sure. Because if if he's married, that we gotta we gotta work on on wifey. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Let's get wifey yeah. to fall in love yeah. with San Francisco. We gotta show her San Francisco, man. We gotta show her everything that San Francisco's got. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I that's that's gonna be poo, man. That's gonna. It, I don't, I don't even know. It's going to be insane next year. That's all I know. It's the second the World Series is over. Supposedly is not married, but uh, as of whenever this was written, probably sometime last year, uh, there there was a someone who was wearing a cowl, maybe played softball at Cal or something. Who he was possibly dating. So I don't know. Well, it doesn't look That's like good. he's married though. But Cal works for us. Yeah, Cal works for us uh, terrifically because he's not going to Oakland. We know yeah, that. They're not exactly. going to pay for him. So. Exactly. All right. So now we're moving on to the end of the season. Season has ended, right? Okay. Did Bryce Johnson, now we're on to the over unders. Did Bryce Johnson steal more or less than 30.5? bags and see how i did that i've i've living in a gambling town i put the point yes. five in there so you can't get a tie that i know how that works so if he steals 30 bags he probably needs to get upwards of 400 to 500 abs can he get 500 abs on this team i'm going to say no but i if you would have said is he going to like lead baseball in like steal uh, bases uh, stolen efficiency or something? I might have said yes because he looks really smart out there. He looks good with his jumps. He the, like when I saw him play, my first thought was, okay, 
you know, he's not going to hit the ball harder than you or I in a game when we were younger, but no. this dude was like a kid in a candy store with this <laughs> green light of being ready to run. He was so ready to run on every single pitch. Yeah. And I was like, man, this is the guy that they need to find a spot for. Can he play every day? That's going to depend on whether or not he can hit. And I don't think anybody sees lasers coming off of that bat, unfortunately, but who knows? Like maybe he can, maybe he can put some stuff together and, and all of a sudden this is a really good season for him. And then he can get those at AB. I just don't see him getting 400 ABs in, in this season. Well, and don't forget he did hit over 300 in triple a last year. I know it's triple a doesn't always, you know, translate. Can, can, uh, can we get Ramos to take some tips from him? Yeah. If we get Ramos to 300, this dude's playing left field. Ramos was sitting there watching him most of the year last year. They're playing in the same dang outfield. So I don't know why some of that didn't rub off on him. And I said, yes, he's going more than 30.5. He's his year. He's the perfect Brad Evans player. That's who he is. Exactly. Exactly. And I'm willing that to happen, but I think he only needs 250 at bats to do it. And the reason I think so is because the giants are going to play a different game this coming season. You just need somebody to get on. You need Jock Peterson to get a knock, right? Seventh inning, Bryce Johnson, your pinch runner, steal second, steal and third. you're playing defense, yeah, and you're yeah, playing. and and now he's your defensive center fielder for the next two innings. So I think I don't think he needs 400 at bats. I think he's going to be pinch runner du jour. Uh, I think he's going to be in scoring position quite a bit because they're going to want him to steal second. Late in a ball game, tie up the game, um, get in a situation too where maybe he can take the last at bat in the bottom of the ninth inning, um, and, and then be the you know in a tie ball game, nothing happens. He's now your ghost runner at second base to mm. start the next inning. Can he steal third? I think there's going to be a lot more situations for him to get stolen bases. So I'm going north. Of thirty point five, that that's my answer on that one. And the the um, what was the other thing I was just gonna? Oh, fantasy baseball. Now Ooh, the stolen base category in fantasy baseball becomes yes. a little bit more interesting because in the past ten years, if you just wanted to win that category every week in a head to head, though we you and I in our league we play rotisserie, but still, yeah. You only really needed one guy who could steal bags, and then you know that category is yours. So it'll be a lot more competitive now in in your fantasy baseball leagues for that stolen base category. Yeah, and we have our draft tomorrow night, and in my long running league that I've been running since I think ninety eight, ninety seven, ninety eight. That's insane. Like that. Yeah, so that's tomorrow night, and I don't know what to do when it comes to steals. It's <laughs> it's going to be one of those things where I'm going to just have to. GM the crap out of my team as the season goes on. I mean, Trey, Trey Turner, Trey Turner probably bumps up, you know, yeah. five or 10 slots from where he would have been drafted last year. So, you know, yeah. And I, I think, think in the draft, the draft slot where I'm going to be, whoever takes Trey, Trey Turner, I'm going to get Acuna Jr. or vice versa. So I'm very excited about that because I'm going to have one of like the marquee players. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but 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 does Bryce Johnson find a spot on fantasy teams like deep league, twelve team 
fantasy or 12 team fantasy leagues does he find a spot on those teams you plug him in as a utility player as a fourth outfielder um this is gonna be exciting i i'm i'm really looking forward to the stolen base coming back i'm looking forward to small ball coming back maybe some bunts um pitch outs uh cat and mouse um because it, yeah, it's gotten boring over the last ten years. <laughs> station you to know, station, the, the home station runs. to station. <laughs> it's just, yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. The three run home run. Oh, great! And then the next, next three guys strike out. One, two, three. So, yeah. yeah. Um, moving on to the next, we've got three categories left. We got three uh, over unders left. Now we're going to go over under the end of the season on Giants starting pitchers used how many different pitchers for the giants start a game i didn't really know where to put this over under if you had to guess on a comfort zone for that what would you guess nine i went 12 and a half wow i went 12 and a half because the giants we know have about seven starters as it is right okay now. so let, let's let's go through the names because i'm trying to yeah, wonder yeah. can we get to 12 okay so you got Logan Webb, you got Alex Wood, you got Alex Cobb, you got um, uh, uh, Manea, mm-hmm. you have Stripling, you have Junis, you have Jelly, you have Kyle Harrison, and that's where I got my nine. I'm wondering where the other three are going to come from. Yeah, so, it, so in spring, the Giants had 10 starters. Wood? Jelly, Cobb, Webb, Stripling, Manea, Tristan Beck. Beck, could, there you, that's, that's another one. Could make a start. Jacob Junis, Desclafani. Desclafani, I missed. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, and, so we're already up to Kyle 11. Harrison. Yeah, and Kyle Harrison. So, okay. the, you know, the, it's so, so I set it at 12 and a half. So what's your... Do you go over or under on I'm taking. I'm taking under. I think it's okay. 10 ish maybe 11 but i i would love to see it at like eight or nine because then that means there's not very many injuries happening uh and even if there is maybe it's a small 10 day dl type type of injury and you just throw junis in there for a start uh and and uh jelly you know we saw a lot of good stuff from him fastball is looking a lot better uh, they they challenged him to miss bats they're like hey right. dude I know that what's been what got you here was different than what we want, but because our defense isn't that great, <laughs> we need you to get a few more strikeouts. <laughs> yeah. Slider, slider, slider. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think I, I'm also going the under on this one. And the reason for the under on that one for me is more karma, more positive vibes more please let's not have to throw 13 starters in a season um i'd love to see seven maybe eight tops uh at at some point um so i'm definitely going the under on that one i might have set that one a little bit too high but yeah make it interesting yeah exactly uh here's another fun one we had a combo home runs last year i think it was rough and what did i do rough and peterson i set it at like 60 as the over under uh we didn't even come close to that um so i'm picking two new players this year and i'm setting the over under home runs combined on the season at 50.5 okay between hanniger 
and Conforto. 50.5. Over, under. (sighs) That is, I feel like it's all based on health. If Mm -hmm. these guys play 135 games, 140 each, which is, I know it's a hefty ask, I think they're over. And for the sake of not always being slightly pessimistic on things, let's go over. Let's go 51 jacks. That's 25 and 26. Let's do it. There you go. I was about to say that. I was going to say we're going to be very, very close. It's like 51 or 52. I'm also taking the over. Um, You're writing these down? Oh, yeah. Oh, of course. <laughs> and, and then I'm going to, yes. And then I'm going to copy them and I'm going to paste them onto my calendar. No, what we should do. F- here's what we should do. Show. Yes. No, no. You, and you can do that. Yeah, yeah. But what we should do is we have this new website, bspnmedia.com. We could post all of our results in a, in a, uh, in a post on the website and then we'll tweet it out and we'll just, it'll just be there. It'll be the, the record yeah. and we'll have, we'll then we'll look at it at the end of the season. Well, you know, the other thing we could do too is on our Twitter, we, we do get some, some pretty good results on our polls. I could throw when the season starts, I could throw one of these up a week. That'd be great. You know, and then we can talk about it on, on the following show. And then I'll add that to this list to say, well, the majority of the fans who, who we polled said, this uh and then when the season is over because we're gonna know the first question about casey schmidt up by may 1st we're gonna know may 1st no it's soon you're gonna have to put that one up on thursday (laughs) exactly so i'm putting that one up first i'm gonna go in the same order that we did this and then we'll kind of see how it goes um and then the final the big one giants wins on the season over under 90.5 FM KSJ. <laughs> I, if you, if, okay. So th- th- I think there are two ways to look at this. And, and if we're looking at this in an optimistic way, and we think they're going to challenge for that second wild card between 88 and 90 is probably where they have to be to challenge for that wild card. So this is a really good number. I am going to say I'm going to say under but it's like it's right there. So because in order to hit on this bet they need to win 91 games. 91 games feels yeah. like a lot, but like you said the uneven schedule, if we play the Dodgers and the Padres less, that's probably really good for our record. So that is a positive in getting to 91. I'm still going to say under, but it's like right there. If you would have said 89, I think I would have went over. If you would have said 89.5, I think I would have said over. But 90.5, for whatever reason in my head, when you said the number, I said 90 wins. So I'm going to go slightly under. Okay, this is good for our uh, for our final scores and when we tally all of this up because I said over. I actually, I'm so, I don't know why. <laughs> I'm so high on this team and I'm not sure yet why, but it's a feel I'm feeling like 94, 95 wins. Wow. That's what I'm feeling. And I'm feeling because you're about to say 107 wins. Oh God. (laughs) No, (laughs) no. If this team breaks a hundred, I'd be ecstatic, but I'm feeling like a 94, 95 win team. And I'm feeling that way because of the pitching. Uh, This team is far and above 
what they were last year. They're not an 81 and 81 team. They're, they're not an exactly 500 team. This is a 95 win team because of the pitching, because of the improved defense. I know people don't believe it yet, but you're going to see an improved defense. Um, Health is going to be a big factor in this. This team is going to score runs, um, and this team is going to prevent runs. And so I think that they they could win uh, 94 or 95 games. And, and because, like you said, too, the balanced schedule, they don't have to play the Dodgers. They don't have to play the Padres so many times. They'll get to play all of the bad teams in the American League. They don't have to skip all of those teams this year. The Dodgers will get to also, and the Padres will get to also. That won't affect the Giants. When, when the Giants got beat up by the Dodgers last year, that affected them. That affected their final record. Um, take away a lot of those games. Take away a lot of the games with the Padres. You know, add uh, 10 wins to that, and all of a sudden you're at 91 wins. Uh, so I think the Giants can they, they can punch it up and get a couple more and, and end up with 94 wins. There's going to be some heartbreakers in there that we're going to come to about 89 or 90 wins. And I'm going to I'm going to say those four games, those four blown saves. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, we'll put this on the website. We'll also uh, Brad's going to hang on to it. And we'll talk about it at the end of the season and we'll do some poll stuff. So th- this was really fun. By the way. Bryce Johnson, in 39 at-bats, he had 13 hits, so he hit 333. hit six walks, so he had a 438 OBP, and he had 12 stolen bases. <laughs> Man, if, you could, if he could translate that, and, and they're going to they're gonna need to open up a 40-man spot for him, and he's going to make the team. He's, he's going to be on the, on the opening day roster, 26 players. He's going to be one of them. They need an outfielder right now. Um, He's worked his way onto this 40-man roster uh, and onto the 26-man opening day roster. If he could translate that, that, that's – I mean, those are all-star numbers, right? 1987 all-star numbers. Are they 2023 all-star numbers? Probably not without the home runs, right? I mean, you've got to have home runs to be an all-star, so. Uh, Okay, so – we wanted to quickly look at some of the spring stuff uh, before we get out of here. And I have them up. I was wondering if, I don't know if you, maybe you looked at these closely. So, so you already know the answer to these, but who do you think led these giants in the spring in runs batted in? I have the stats up, but I, you know, here's the thing. When I said to you earlier today, let's go over the spring stats. I went in dry. I didn't even look at them because I haven't looked at them in over a week or so. I have them up, but I'm not looking at them right now. Leader in RBI. Um, man. Let's go with. Let, let's go with Conforto. So Conforto did lead the team in home runs. Okay. He had four home runs to lead the team, but he only had six RBI. Will the Thrill Wilson with there 13 we go. runs batted in. Wow. I didn't know he had uh, such a solid spring there. Good for Good for Will. Yeah, you know what? Early on, I remember quite a few box scores where he was just absolutely tearing it up. What did he hit? 
what was his batting average? Hit 321. Okay. He had a, a 472 on base because he had seven walks and a 607 slugging because he also hit two jacks. Nice. I like yeah. that. Good for that. I, I mean, hopefully that translates for him too, right? Because it would, it would be awesome if he is all of a sudden uh, – you know, someone who they can sort of look to, to, to come up in a pinch there if they need him. Cause I, I would imagine he's going to be, is he going to be starting at triple a? Cause he is uh, now, I, he is good. He is, he will be 25 years old this summer. Yeah. I would say, I, I, I would say, Double A, right? I mean, he didn't do too fantastic in Double A last. So year. last year he played in Richmond for the majority of the season. Like you said, not that hot, though his power numbers were good, and he did play ten games in sack. So I wonder okay. if he starts in sack. I mean, it's, either it's either of possible. those two, either of those two for sure. Yeah, I'd like to see the roster. I know they're coming here to Reno in uh, April middle of April, which is dicey here. Uh, you pretty much have to decide the day of the game if you're going to go, because you could go in April to a Wednesday night game at 645, and it could be 30 degrees, and it could be 65 degrees. So mm-hmm. you really have to. So I'd like to go see some of those games, because I know you know I'm going to get a chance to see uh, Elliot Ramos. I'm going to get a chance to maybe catch Kyle Harrison start. Um, I have to kind of line it up right. Um but yeah, that I mean that would be fantastic, and I know, um, you know the the Giants really, really, really need their minor league prospects to take a step forward this year. If 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 you're going to look at Farhan and his final year of his contract, as far as we know, um, to say you've had a successful run as a GM, you really need to have that minor league system take a step forward this year instead of just kind of, you know treading water like they did the last two seasons the 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 lost minor league season of covid is that excuse is gone you can't use that one anymore yep uh so so everybody just the the organization as a whole the minor league system really needs to take a step forward uh this season and and i'm i'm excited to see if that if that happens because then you're looking at trade pieces you're looking at uh, players that could be a big part of the minor league club or major league club in the next season or two, um, you know, because that saves you money. You don't have to look and say, well, we've got to get that big, you know, that big shortstop contract. We need, we don't need to go get that big, you know, left field free agent, um, you know, because we have that here possibly, but we need to see it. So who do you think led the team in walks? In spring training, man, these are tough questions because there's so <laughs> many players. There's so many players in spring training. Can you give it? Give, give me like a. I mean, it's it's like a it's a guy who was highly touted. <laughs> okay, in the spring, you know, the, you there there were a good three or four players who you know the Giants were talking about based off of spring and and how they were playing and whether or not they could make the team. So it's one of those guys. Casey Schmidt. So it was not Casey Schmidt. He barely walked at all. But oh, that's true. I did. Yeah. Okay. Blake Sable, eleven oh. walks. Wow. He led the team. The uh, and then Will Wilson actually was uh, was second in walks. 
Now, so, Sable, can he start the season in AAA? I know he was a Rule 5, but he wasn't wasn't a Rule 5 this year, right? So, he's got to stay on, is it the 26? Does he have to stay on the 26-man roster? Or else oh, they yes. have to okay. offer him back? He is. He was a Rule 5 this year, so yes. And, and they announced it on Sunday that he did make the opening day roster. Okay, so at least he's there for now. And Yeah, so Sable he, wins and Bart are the three. Well, we don't know if Bart has made the, the roster yet. What That's about Perez? And Perez has made it also. So Sable's going to be more of a outfielder, outfielder, DH. And then you've got Wins and Perez. So Wins is going to make this team as well? Yes, we've been told that. We've been told he's because he's all they also have to free up a 40 man spot for him. Correct. And uh, we don't know what's going to happen with Joey Bart at this point now. Will he start in AAA and have to work his way back up? Or are they going to carry three catchers? You know, so. Okay. So I am looking at a post on KMBR. And this is as of yesterday. They said that Wins was still the odd man out. Okay. So. But there must be newer information than this about him because I think this is a big deal because like you said, if, cause so, so the thing is, is I think, I think wins be, because of how they brought him back. I think he can actually go down to the minors and I, and I don't, I, I think he can actually play in triple a true. I believe he's on a minor league contract. Right. Right. Okay. So that so would make where, more sense no. to me is that he starts in AAA. Um, and because, ah, man, do you really want to screw with the mental stuff with Joey Bart? And by the way, I think if I'm if Joey is what? Is he 25 now? I believe so. If he's 25, I would go with the name change. 26. Okay, he's 26. Yeah. I would go Joe Bart or Joseph Bart. Joe, I don't, like, Joseph. Joey is like the, you know, he's he, he's the kid who's, you know, playing Little League. Oh, you know, let's, play, let's come play some ball with Joey, Mom. Yeah. He's a grown man. <laughs> let's go Joe. You know, because, like, you know, you think of some of the famous Joes and Josephs, like Joe Montana. Like you know, he didn't go yeah. with Joey Montana. He's like, no, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a grown up. I'm, I'm Joe. Uh, I'm Joe Cool. And I, so let, let's let's take yeah, let, let's go Joe Bart. Joe Bart is Joe Bart. It's 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 a little, you know, two syllable uh, for the full name Joe Bart. Uh, yeah. Joseph is a little stiff. I would go Joe Bart. I think Joe Bart is a cool. Joe Bart is a veteran. Joe Bart, he comes to work every day. <laughs> Joe Bart, he, you know he he's gonna he's he's got your back. He he's he's not the guy who's like, you know, he's not gonna screw around in the dugout. He's a, he's a grown up. Joe Bart. That's that's what I would go with. Yeah. If you want to really grow him up, though, you go with Joe. Bay Area Rapid Transit, right? <laughs> Instead of just Joe. No, you can't do that. But uh, uh, see, now if Joe E. Bart 
really like starts to tear it up one of these years, then the Giants have this absolutely fantastic marketing ploy with Joey Bard and Bart. I mean, but it, they, they, I know they're dying to do it and it's just <laughs> not happening yet. They've been like a couple of years. They're like, can we get this going so we could put his face <laughs> on the side of a Bart train and we can make this happen. But people are like, Joey Bart, who like, who is this guy? <laughs> yeah. We don't know him yet. So see, it would have been great if his middle name was like Evan. Cause then he could be Joe <laughs> Joey. E. Bart, but unfortunately, exactly. it's not. It's Andrew, so he's Joe A. Bart. He can't. Yes. Joe E. Bart. Yeah. So, um, oh gosh, okay. I just, I, I just hope this guy plays some good baseball. I, I want, you know, I, I am ever the optimist. I want every player on the Giants team to just play lights out and be as good as they can be. Um, I'm never, I see on Twitter, like cut this guy, get rid of this guy. He's garbage. (laughs) And then I see it and I go, yeah, but you know, there's that little spark that I see in everybody that could, you know, he could be great. This player can be great. And Joey Bart is just one of those guys. You look at the beginning of spring and then he just destroys us in the last, you know, couple of games where he goes like, what? Oh, for eight with seven (laughs) strikeouts. And you're like, come on, man, don't do this. I know. Like right before spring breaks, don't do this. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) All right. Let's do some quick ones. Uh, We'll we'll move to the pitching side. Mm. Which of the starters led the team in strikeouts? So obviously, you know, he had the, this person had a, a minimum of six. Uh, I'm sorry, a minimum of four starts. I think the highest giant had uh, five starts, and that would have been Logan Webb. Logan Webb did not lead the team in strikeouts. So, which pitcher, starting pitcher, led the team with 24 strikeouts for the spring? I'm going to go with Wood because didn't he have double digit yesterday? It was Big Wood, Alex yeah, Wood. Big Wood. Yeah, there you go. 15 innings, 24 Ks. Golly. Wow. That is fantastic. I mean, that is lights out. That is nasty. And that kind of hopefully shudders the, uh, you know, awfulness of 2022 that he endured. And, yeah. And we get to see some some good wood. <laughs> <laughs> Jelly had 22 in 17 innings. He only started one game. Oh. He came in a lot of relief. So 22 and 17, though, that's really solid. And then oh, yeah. Alex Alex Cobb, 18 and 13, and all with like a – then he got hit right in the kneecap. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see here. Is there anything else interesting about these numbers here? Um. Yeah, you can't ask us who led in stolen bases because I think the world, <laughs> the baseball world, knows that. So, yeah. So, who's the person? Okay, who? Which pitcher? The, the Giants had two pitchers who uh, had double digit, gave up double digit earned runs. One of them was a guy by the name of Drew Stotman. Ooh, he got two outs and gave up thirteen earned runs. Wow. His ERA <laughs> for the spring was 175.5. Good Lord. I think I could have had a lower ERA. <laughs> Throw me out there. <laughs> what, who was second who had given up 10 mm. earned runs? Now, the number's a little bit better. It was in 18 yeah. innings. And we know this player. We know this player. He's going to be in the starting player. rotation. Okay. Uh, was it Disco? Because I did see one game where he got knocked around. 
Disco only threw nine and two thirds innings. He did give up six runs. It wasn't okay. Disco. It was Ross Stripling, 18 innings, oh. 10 earned runs. Uh, he started three games. I didn't see any of his starts, so I don't know. The only thing that I read up about him was how over the top that he throws. They, 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 they wrote, I forgot who wrote a whole piece on it. Maybe it was Bags wrote uh, a piece on it. He just comes all like like a clock, 12 to 6. That's his fastball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then you see those numbers and you go, well, it's spring training. But then you start to look at the one year and one year opt out. <laughs> and then you go, is he going to, uh, is he going to fix that before the opt out comes at the end of the season yeah. or, uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. So before we get out of here, there is a game that is happening now for those who listen to the podcast version of the show, the game will be over, but if yeah. you're checking in on the video, and we have a nice new background for the video. BSPN logo's popping. It's glistening on this background. Nice. The Giants play the A's in the second game of the Bay Bridge series. And this game is uh, at Oracle Park. So, oh, I wonder if Brian's going to that game. Oh, yeah. Check it out. Because uh, you, you said he's five minutes. He literally, yeah, he's so like, close. Is he like a five-minute walk? I, I When I park at his place, it's like a five-minute walk to the park. So he's, oh he, we're going to go, we'll go to more games this year than we did last year, just for that reason. That's fantastic. Uh, but the reason to tune in tonight is because the giants are putting a uniform back on Sergio Romo. He's retiring as a giant though. This was last week. So I don't know if this is still true, but Farhan Zaidi said <laughs> something to the, something to like, you know, you never know. Maybe he, it's like lights out and you know, we, yeah. we could bring them, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll bring them in or put, sign them to minor league deal, whatever it was. But the reason why he retired is because the uh, team Mexico in the WBC didn't even call him up to play for the team. So he was like, man, if I can't get called by team Mexico, then it might be over for me. So I think he believes it's over. He believes this is just, he's putting on the uniform one time. He's going to pitch in the Bay bridge series Fans are going to do the, you know, El Machon will play one more time and yes. he'll come out and hopefully he'll get some out so he could fire up on the mound. Hopefully the trick knee doesn't come back to bite him. I would hate You're to see right. that on his retirement game. And yeah. I don't expect him to, you know, to be, stick around, but it sounds like he will have a relationship with the team, sort of like how Hunter Pence and, and Will Clark, you know, they come in the spring and they help out the guys and they're just – linked to the team you know he's he was a great giant fantastic giant uh would love to see you know romo romo from time to time had a little bit of a testy relationship with uh rider or two and some of the fans but overall like fa fantastic like this little dude who's like your like he's like you and romo are probably like the <laughs> same size like, he's probably about it, he's probably he be, bigger than me I'm well sure. i mean he may <coughs> yeah <laughs> He may have you by an inch <laughs> or something, right? Yeah, it's possible. I mean, I, I'm, yeah, I've, I've, today at, at almost 50 years old, I'm uh, proud to say I'm 5'8, 149. I'm, uh, uh, but I'm pretty sure he's bigger than me. He's got to be bigger than me. Almost everybody is bigger than me. Okay. Although <clears throat> when we were in Disneyland this time, there were times I could actually see over people 
to see the fireworks and the parades. I don't know what was happening. Like everybody's shrinking and I'm getting taller. So maybe I am. Okay. So he's, he's probably, he's probably taller than you by a couple inches. I do not. I'm going to look it up. I need, I need to know. I don't buy that. Sergio Romo is 185 pounds. I just don't buy it. I've seen this guy play too much. He's like 170 max. And so, yeah, a little bit bigger than you, but like, not like you guys could stand next to each other and he's not a giant, like baseball player. Like you got, you guys are are, are similar size. Uh, He wrote a nice little piece today that got posted on the players tribune. So you can check that out and and read about, uh, he, he wrote, uh, he shared, what is it? 10 things, I think. Not nine things. He he wrote nine things, uh, and so take it. You know, take some time to read that. And yeah, I I just uh, I just want to see the guy one more time. Go out there. It'll be fun. I hope that uh, he does well. I hope that the Giants beat the A's, even though it is the Bay Bridge series. They they still need to beat the A's. And man, opening day is right around the corner. It's gonna be so fun. Yeah, I was, you know, when I saw the starting lineup today, I was really hoping he would be the starting pitcher. Pitch the one inning, get him out. But now, say he doesn't come until the sixth or seventh, that's a lot of nerves for like six or seven innings, man. Like, because he knows this is it. This is his final inning. It's like, why not just let the dude start the game? He, <laughs> what if they, he was what a, if they make him He was close. an opener, right? He was an opener yeah. in, in Tampa, Tampa Bay. Yeah. So it, it like let him be an opener in San Francisco for one game, but yeah, like yeah, if they make him close, that would be <laughs> that would be pretty awesome. But uh, yeah, the the place is going to go nuts for him. Um, sad to see him retire, but man, you know, he, he his time with us was just so awesome. Um, here's uh, here here's my my Blu-ray of the 2012 World Series. Right, on the, right on the cover, man, because of that frozen fastball to Miggy that he threw him. He wasn't going to throw him his, his patented slider because Miggy was looking for it. So he threw him that that fastball. What was it like 85-mile-an-hour fastball? Yeah, like backup 88-mile-an-hour <laughs> fastball. And Miguel, Cabrera's like, what? <laughs> yeah, he's like, kidding. Gonna see you? <laughs> That's how you're going to end it? <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> All right. We'll be back next week uh, on Monday, and we'll have uh, a, couple, a couple of games to talk about. Wait, so the Giants play quickly. The Giants play. Uh, they play the Yankees on Thursday, and then uh, on they also play the Yankees on Saturday. So it's Thursday, day off, yeah. Saturday. Sunday. I hate that so much. Oh, oh, it gets gets worse next week. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Sunday, then White Sox on Monday for the White Sox Uh, home opener. No game on Tuesday. (laughs) And then White Sox, White Sox again. (laughs) What is going on? And and all of those games start at 110 or earlier against the White Sox. Yeah. So East Coast, not not a night game, not one single night game. No, not one single night game. You have the the Yankees game at 10 a.m. on Thursday, then on Saturday at 1 p.m., Sunday at 10:35 a.m. White Sox game on Monday at 1:10 p.m. So yeah, these are all going to be <laughs> early games on all. You know, at least uh, two of these games will be on while while I'm working, so I'll well, have I'm, them on in the background. 
I'm looking at this. The Giants don't play a night game until the tenth game of the season. Tenth game of the season. When they have their home opener is Friday, and that's a day game. Not this upcoming Friday, but the following. Yeah. That's a day game. It's not until Monday night. Dodgers in town on the tenth. Their first night that's game. Absolutely insane. All right. Well, hey, MLB. Do you do you, boo? All right. That is it from here. Uh, check out the website, bspnmedia.com, where we will put up the post about our over-unders. And uh, subscribe. Subscribe to the the podcast channel, BSPN, Bay Area Sports Podcast Network, wherever you get your podcasts. Check out our social media for uh, for this show, at Thompson & Clark. And then we have BSPN shows for the full network. So, For Brad, I am Double G. We'll see you when we see you. Peace out. Peace. This is Kirk Henderson from Pod Maverick, a Dallas Mavericks podcast. In case you didn't know, the show you are listening to right now, as well as my show, is part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Blue Wire was founded in 2018 on the concept that independent podcasts would be more successful if they worked together. Today, Blue Wire has grown to feature 300 shows led by former athletes, media professionals, and passionate fans. Over the past few years, Blue Wire has privately raised over $10 million to expand their team, podcast network, and business operations. Now they're raising another round on WeFunder. WeFunder is a crowdfunding service that connects startups with investors. It's a cool platform that gives everyone the opportunity to be part of a growing startup. You can invest for as little as $100. In other words, you don't have to be a millionaire to invest in cool companies on WeFunder. Blue Wire is raising money to expand their sales team and improve operations, which will in turn help this show continue to grow. If you'd like to be part of the Blue Wire investment round or want to find out more information, go to wefunder.com slash bluewire. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc